All right, with no further ado, we get to have our dear, sweet Marta Mack here. So we have had the privilege, and Marta, it truly has been a blessing to be praying for you guys as you and Josh and the children have been walking through cancer this year, and just to see the Lord's provision for you all and just to see your example has been wonderful. So thank you so much, and we're so glad you could be with us today. Come on up. Thank you, ladies. Very fun to be here in person. Uh, I, I have never been here in person. So only through notes and Skype, I guess we did last year. Um, but thank you, ladies. And um, really, I don't know how to express how thankful we are for the prayers. And of course, through last year was a very unique year for us. Um, but for all the years that we've been almost 12 years now in South Africa, but we're so thankful and really humbled that ladies across the other side of the world would be praying for us and caring about us and sending our kids cards with $5 bills in it. <laughs> that's very exciting. We have a file that says American money, so that's all from you, <laughs> so thank you. Uh, that's very special, um, but thank you ladies for this time and um, I want to express my thanks and then also just be able to share testimony of God's goodness to us throughout this past year and even um, throughout the past 12 years. And um, I shared a little bit for just a minute at the Every Woman's Grace um, how our prayer is really to prize Christ and to love Christ and that he is enough no matter what. So the blessings he brings, we love Christ, and the trials he brings, we are joyful and content because we have Christ. Um, so no matter what comes into our lives, our prayer is that we would be a, a family and a couple, that I would be a wife and a mom that is content. And I have had this written at the front of, of many of my journals, and it says, contentment, the internal satisfaction that does not demand changes in my external circumstances. So I will hopefully be able to share some stories of our time on the mission field where God's like, are you sure, Marta? <laughs> uh, that you can have that internal satisfaction no matter what your external circumstances are. And of course, this last year was kind of like a real, are you sure, Marta? So that he can um, bring these trials into our lives to humble us. And, um, and to grow us, and we really look back at this last year and say it was a special, a special year, really, for my family, um, for me, and um, one of my favorite little Spurgeon, not stories, it's so short, but he says, I have heard of some old woman in a cottage who had nothing but a piece of bread and a little water, and lifting up her hand, she said as a blessing, what, all this and Christ too? And I love that so much. So as we walked through last year, and even as we walk through the ups and downs of ministry, that is how I want my heart to respond, that um, this is just our journey that God's given us on our way to our real life with him. And that, will, that eternal hope, that surety will never go away. And so we pray and continue, continue to pray for us that we will love him above all, no matter what he brings into our lives. 
Um, so the year started off for us exactly a year ago. I had no hair already. Everything happened real quick. I was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer on December 7th. 2017 and then within three weeks I had had surgery and started chemo and had lost all my hair so those first three weeks were emotional so I can say it was a special year for us and the Lord really gave us a lot of joy but I'm not going to pretend like <laughs> it was so fun always <laughs> so those first three weeks were hard and emotional and I have nine children and um, so as a mom it's hard to see your children sad and then there's nothing you can really do to, it's normal that they would be sad over mommy having cancer. And um, and our littlest one, Levi, five, uh, very sad uh, that mommy had cancer. But he also would be the one that if people came to visit, um, they'd come into the kitchen, he'd be like, my mommy has cancer. And they're like, oh, you know, oh. <laughs> Yeah, always the one to break everyone's heart when they came to visit. <laughs> but we started off the year as we're like labeling, oh, today's a good day. Well, how's today? Oh, today's not a good day. Today's a bad day. But uh, And quickly learned that um, I had to readjust my thinking. So like on a good day, I would be really good at ruining the good day because I would think, oh, man, in three days I got to go back to chemo. Then I'm going to feel really sick. And then I'm like, no, I am not ruining a good day. This is a good day. We are not going to have a bad day on a good day. So, but I thought, how many times have I done that in my life? You know, as a busy mom and busy lives, we wake up, it's a good day. If you are saved and a child of God, it is a good day. But we are really good at making good days bad days by complaining and worrying and grumbling. So we really committed we are going to have... Wake up and remember, this is a good day. And then even on the bad days, to remember, that's a good day. Um, even times with our children, I told them, you know, mommy, mommy deserves hell. So anything besides that is God's kindness to us. And we will remember that on the bad days, <laughs> that this is a good day. Uh, Mommy's a child of, of God. So we readjusted our thinking, and we really enjoyed celebrating even the little things. So I w felt well enough to go to Our Lady's um, meeting at the end of January last year. It was in between my chemo, right in the middle where you kind of, I felt well enough to go. And I was getting ready, and I had a little bit of eyelashes left. So I was putting on mascara, and my daughter's like, Mommy, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm putting on mascara. <gasps> mommy's putting on mascara and they're like what what's mommy doing they're like she's putting on mascara and josh is like what's mom doing and they're like she's putting on mascara <laughs> i was like i have put on mascara for 30 years nobody has celebrated me putting on mascara but the little things uh, we enjoyed and celebrated um in between chemo um those of you who have gone through it before your blood count drops so low but it's also at the same time where you start feeling not so sick from the chemo. So I often would be like, oh, I should try to go out. And um, two different times, I was out with McKenna and Cambria, my older daughters, and I would see my phone ring and be like, oh, it's the chemo room. I'm like, hello? They're like, we urgently need to know how you're feeling. Your blood work from the morning came back. And I was like, I'm at the mall. 
<laughs> they're like, what are you doing at the mall? So we're thankful. Like even there really were so many more good days and bad days. The bad days were, were very few. And in those days, we gave thanks. And my kids were so sweet to lay on the bed next to me and rub my back and read to me and encourage me. But um, we are thankful um, for the year and all that he taught us. Uh, we were committed to believing the truth that God does everything for his glory and for our good, and that those two things can't be separated. So we knew, oh, this is for God's glory. He would never give anything that's not for his glory, and it's for my good. Um, so um, to remember that as we went through each day as a family. Um, and then God was so kind to give such sweet pictures of Christ-like love through the last year. Josh uh, was amazing. <clears throat> we had uh, nine kids and um, even remember one time sitting up at night because I felt <clears throat> so sick. And South Africa is no carpet. It's all just tile and bricks and um, sitting in a chair. And, he, and then when I opened my eyes, Josh was like laying there on the tile floor <laughs> just to be next to me to make sure I was okay. And uh, served and um, did so much with the kids and the older girls cooking and cleaning and helping school the kids and <clears throat> um, friends in our church family amazing with meals and helping teaching with the kids and taking the kids to fun places and showed up at my ladies meeting last year in January and all of the ladies had head scarves on and <clears throat> so just really loved us so well and uh, so we're so thankful um, so through the year of cancer, thank you, uh, ministry continued, of course, so I thought I could share a little bit about the ministry in South Africa. Uh, we've been there almost 12 years now, and South Africa, if um, you don't know, is an interesting country in that it is a first world country that's living on top of a third world country. It's just such a mixed unique country, but there's both worlds fully there in South Africa. Um, so even through last year, um, I was able to go to a private hospital and have the best doctors and the best care, um, whereas there's also, that would be like the first world hospitals, but there's also the third world hospitals. If you weren't able to go to a private hospital, you would go to a government hospital, and there... Yeah, not so great at all. You know, you wouldn't get into get even a scan, or you'd be on a three-year waiting list for chemo and things like that. So we are thankful to live in a country where I was able to stay there with my family and have good medical care. Um, so South Africa right now is hot summer. So after 11 Christmases, I'm almost used to it being so hot at Christmas time and the kids swimming on Christmas Day. Uh, South Africa has 11 official languages, so um, I know when missionaries come back, everybody wants to know how their language study is going, and so we've chosen to speak the one language that's just the most common that everybody speaks in South Africa, so our language study is going great because it's English. <laughs> So we feel very spoiled, but we're very, it's very rare there. So um, our dear church family likes to tell this joke. They will say, what do you call someone who knows three languages? 
And they're like, trilingual. Like, what do you call someone who knows two languages? Like, bilingual. Like, what do you call someone who knows one language? They're like, American, yes. <laughs> so um, that is, they, well, we've been told that our English is so good. So we were like, thank you. That's all we have. <laughs> That's all we have. So um, most of the families in our church know three or four or five languages. So it is very rare for us to just know one language. But Josh and I, um, we continue to pray each year through the different ministries that God has given us that we would be able to serve humbly and anything that the Lord chooses to do there, that he would do it in a way that would clearly show that it's him doing it and not us, and that his name would be um, just made so great and that's so fun because we feel like we can dream and we can plan. And you know, you think in your head, this is how I think it should go. And then the Lord does it in a way you're like, I would have never thought of doing it that way. And, um, and that's what we want. That's how we want. And we hope the ministries can continue in that same way. So four main ministries. Um, the first, our family. And uh, I know not maybe a ministry per se, but yes, the main, my main ministry. Uh, with nine children that God has blessed us with. And um, that is the main ministry that has taught me the most over 12 years, of course, right? That's how it should be. Um, and God has really made his name great in how he's grown me with having nine children. We have one special needs little boy, <clears throat> and uh, he's almost 15 now, but he's... Um, more like a two-year-old and has stayed that that same level but so happy and so content and really just an easy little boy but this little boy has grown me so much um, he is on chronic medicine and has continual runny tummy so when he was first placed with us he was three years old and became part of our family and every morning I would wake up, and he just would be covered head to toe every morning. Like, I would try so many different things, a different diet, giving his medicine at a different time, trying to wake up earlier, but just covered head to toe in diarrhea every single morning. And I remember one morning I'm standing at the door. I was like, oh, Lord, please, not this morning. And then it just clicked, and I was like, I can smell it. Why am I... <laughs> praying for something that's not possible, you know? So I thought, oh, that is, I do that a lot. So I'm praying for something and wishing for something that's really not possible in the circumstance. And then it turns, so then what happens, I open the door, then I'm like, oh. And then it's like a shower, and mommy's frustrated and being impatient. But if I'm like, I'm like, no, he, it, I'm going to open the door. He's going to be covered in head to toe. We're going to go shower by God's grace. And we're going to, and, but if I wish for something that wasn't possible, then I was setting myself up for discouragement and complaining, being impatient and frustrated. And I really could see a pattern in that. You know, having, I had five kids under five, and I had uh, two babies 
that would wake up every night. You know, you like lay down, you're like, oh, please help them sleep through the night. And I'm like, what am I thinking? They're not going to sleep through the night. So like not think that. So don't think of something that's not possible. So instead, I just would lay down and be like, I wonder how long before I hear a sweet mommy. Or so um, this little guy uh, taught me a lot with that, and I am so thankful because ministry and life, min- uh, life is ministry. So wherever you are, there's ups and downs, and um, God's called us to have joy in him and to be content, but we can really sabotage it by um, our wrong thinking. So I'm thankful for the ways that he continues to grow me in that. Um, we have uh, two kids that are on chronic meds, and we are so thankful. I would every month have to take them to the government clinic to get their medicine, and it was one of my least favorite things to do just because it was a hectic place um, and so many people, and you didn't get a time, you just got a day. Like, you need to come on this day, and then you would wait in the lines and get a number and had the kids with me. And But the month before I was diagnosed with cancer, our medical insurance finally agreed to add them onto our insurance and put them on this special program for this medicine. And so in December, right when I, there's no way I could have gone to a government clinic, they're like dinging our gate, and they deliver the medicine to our door now. So like, only God would have that perfect timing. And uh, so we're so thankful, so thankful for that. Um, God has made his name great in how he's provided for us over the years of family. Um, So many stories. Um, Probably one of our favorite ones is uh, Josh went into the city to visit um, some men, and he had the money for the taxi. And then he had 50 rand, which is like $5, and it was two days the end of the month, you know. But that was what we had left, 50 rand. So he came home, and he was like, oh, man, Marta, we have food. And the guy that I went to visit had nothing at all. I gave him the 50 rand. So I was like, okay. And he was like, but you will not believe what happened on the walk home from the taxi. And I was like, what? You found 50 rand? And he pulled out this money, and it was... And he was like, um, no, it was like 100, 200, 300, all the way to 800, which does not happen in South Africa. (laughs) Do not find money laying on the ground. And he said he even picked up that money, and he went back to the taxi driver and said, are you an honest guy? Guy was like, no. (laughs) So, which I guess he kind of was. He said he's not honest. But um, anybody asked for this money? Anybody coming to look for money? Nobody. So, um, so the Lord like basically feels like money came out of the sky on the ground in South Africa to provide for us, and He has consistently provided for us day after day for 12 years, um, and we're so yeah humbled and thankful. So many stories, um, and then uh, He has made His name great by uh, the ministry we have at our church there in South Africa. Living Hope Church is turning 10 years old this year in November. Um, And so that has just been a constant joy. We're in the inner city of of Pretoria, and our church is about 200 people now. And um, the Lord has stretched me and grown me. Um, I 
and the, one of the older ladies in the church, it's a very young church, there's about two other ladies that are older than me in the church, and when we went to the mission field, I was like, Lord, I will teach children, I will sing, and I will be hospitable, but please do not make me teach ladies Bible study. <laughs> I have such a fear of man <clears throat> and standing. <clears throat> Sorry, standing in front of a group of ladies and teaching. I just thought, Lord. But he, when he asks you to do something, of course, he gives you the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit to do it and for him alone. And so um, that's been a joy. I can actually say I've really enjoyed him putting me in that position where I had to step up and teach ladies Bible study. And um, for the whole reason of the time that I have to study his word grew me so much and kept me from um, being lazy. Um, with so many kids, it was easy to be like, oh, I don't have time to have devotions. I don't have time to spend in his word. And so I'm thankful for the ways that he's forced me into studying and teaching the ladies. And I love the ladies at our church dearly. A lot of them, most of them are first-generation Christians or brand-new um, Christians, and so fun to teach the the gospel and just lay a real firm foundation of the Bible and who God is and who Jesus is. So we've been studying through the attributes of God, and that's been a huge blessing. Um, God has made his name great even in um, church planning efforts at our church. Josh's real passion is to send men from Africa to Africa. And so we have a gentleman who was part of our church who's now in Malawi. And then in December, we just sent a gentleman and his family to back to Zimbabwe to church plant. And it's so fun to see how God works. It's like nine years ago, Josh and I were walking in the city by a government hospital, and we just saw someone we knew, so we stopped to talk. And a lady came up to me with a baby on her back, and she said, sorry, do you, do you know of anyone who would have work? I need work. And I said, I don't, but I know a place I could take her where she could sign up for um, a house job or something. So I said, meet me here next week, and I'll come pick you up. I picked her up. And then the next month, we had a missions team visit, so I said, oh, why don't you come help me during the missions team time? And she started coming to the Bible study, started coming to church, and then her husband was like, I need to come check out, check out these people. So he started coming to church, and that was nine years ago. And um, the Lord really grew them. He went to seminary there, Christ Seminary, and then um, stayed part of the church in the last two years, served as elder at our church. And now December sent their dear family back to Zim, but only the Lord could write a story like that. I would never think, I'm going to go find and meet someone on the street, and Lord willing, they're going to want a church plant in Zimbabwe. <laughs> but the Lord does what he wants to do in his way, and we're so thankful. Um, and the Lord really has made his name great, even as we watch the people in our church, like I said, first generation Christians, and um, teaching the ladies and discipling the ladies that are new believers you know, it's um, there sometimes can be that you wonder, baby Christian, not a Christian? Baby Christian, not a Christian? And, um, and the Lord brings a trial into their life. And 
we had a dear lady at our church um, this year that lost her baby during delivery. And it's happened several times, actually, at the government hospital. And um, she had 36 hours of labor, so they don't really help her through it. They just said, you know, your baby has died, and we would walk with her to try to get her to um, go into full labor so she could deliver this baby. But she was one I just wasn't sure. Her English um, wasn't so clear yet. She was still learning English and didn't know baby Christian, not a Christian. And um, we went to visit her at the hospital. And um, she had so much joy, and she was talking how God knows, God is always good. You know what you said, Pastor Josh, God is good. And she had a lady sharing the room with her, and she said, this lady last night was just crying, crying, crying. So she finally said, why are you crying? And the lady said, oh, my baby died. And she said, no, don't cry. God knows. God is good and tried in her own way in her broken English to share the gospel with this lady. And this is a young a young lady from DRC, newer to South Africa. And you see that and you're like, wow, God is great. And he uses a trial in this young lady's life to even show her that she loved God and uh, her faith was strong. And then um, another dear family in our church who I love so much and he's an elder at our church. His wife died uh, six years ago, suddenly. But he is such a godly man and has two teenage girls. And um, he's like, we'll have him over for supper. And he'll be like, um, you know those times when you're just praying, 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 praying. And you know the angels must be like, Alan, you should be done. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, usually I like pray, pray you know, fall asleep. He's like, late into the night, I'll just be just like, Alan, he really loves God so much. And they live far out, out of Pretoria, about two hours on a farm. And uh, just a constant example and testimony how to love the Lord, no matter the circumstances. And uh, but last month, him and his girls were in a farm robbery. But they tell the story of how they just, they were two hours tied up on the ground, and they just prayed and prayed and he said he touched his daughter's shoulder and just said the king is coming and she said yes he is daddy he's coming she's 20 and the other girl is 16 um but through that whole thing how they respond just like he said we knew they told us not to look at them but we could hear them say oh shoot this one shoot this one and so he said we knew we'd either gonna see jesus or hear a gunshot so he just is like ready in any moment to see Jesus and love the Lord. And they were kept safe. The Lord, nobody was hurt. Um, they just took everything in the house, basically. But, um, but just a constant example, um, this family and just story after story of how the Lord, that's only, that is so only the Lord's doing. And so only that he's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit that someone can respond in hard times and treasure Christ and long to see him um, more than anything else. Um, so the ministry at the church um, is such a joy. We're so thankful for the people there. And then another ministry that we're involved in is the African Bible Training Center. And in uh, December, so the school years in South Africa are January to December. They run with the annual year. 
Um, so they had over 40 graduates in December, and now starting in January, over 70 students. And this training center is just for anybody, not just for our church. So just to give people in South Africa a real foundation of what the Bible is all about. Um, uh, we, we've found that people are very open to talk about God, um, the ones that we have um, approached in South Africa, but uh, not a real knowledge of what the Bible is about or even that it's a, a story. And um, so this African Bible Training Session uh, Center goes through Genesis through Revelation. Josh teaches through every single book of the Bible and shows how it's a big story, um, God's story. Um, so we're so thankful for that. And then our fourth uh, main ministry is the Mupamuzi Baby Home. And it's six years old now, and we've cared for 50 babies. And we're very thankful for this ministry. And uh, thankful that the Lord, with every baby that has come to the home, he has found a family for, or we would have way more than nine children. <laughs> so every little baby that comes, they come to church on Sundays, and we have different families hold the babies. So every Sunday, we usually have a baby that we hold, and my kids are like, please, mommy, please, we can move our beds here, and we can fit another, like, no, <laughs> but we're so thankful for this ministry, and this ministry also has just been a huge, um, a huge thing that the Lord has used to grow us in trusting him, so s seven years ago, our little boy, Muzi, Amupa Muzi, his name means give me a home, um, and we, he was left at a hospital and went to a children's home and then became part of our family. And we saw such an impact a family makes that we thought that would be so cool if we could have a home and any babies that are left at the hospital, we could have just come to that home and then we can get them into a forever family, not have them stay at children's homes. And um, so we had this dream and the Lord provided a house and then he provides the house and we renovated it. Then I was like, oh, how are we going to find the babies? Like all of a sudden, and then we got to know the social workers and we visited the hospitals and the police stations. And, um, and then within a couple months, the home is full, six babies at a time we can care for. So then it was like, oh, we have to find families. But you know, every step of the way, Josh, I'm like, when are we going to learn? God is faithful. And in his timing and in his way, um, his work will be done, and we're so thankful for that ministry, and we are um, looking now this year to open a second home, because our first home is always full, and we've um, just last month had to say no to like 15 babies, because we don't have room. So um, a second home, but I think a different part of the city is what we're thinking now, so you can pray for that. And um, I think my time is almost done. <laughs> I just want to share one story. Uh, the Baby Home Caring for Babies um, has been a neat ministry because we also have been able to uh, share the gospel with some of the birth moms that we were able to meet. And one precious story is a lady who um, had her baby boy at the hospital and was living on the street, so the social workers called us to come and get the baby. And we told the birth mom, but come to church. You can come to church. We'll, you can be at the baby home at this time and come to church with us. You could see your baby every Sunday. 
So she comes to church and she tells the story, I was just coming to church to see my son. But the Lord saved her and she was baptized two years ago and now she's a caregiver at the baby home. And her son was placed back with her and she has a home. But the Lord works way more than we ever dream or plan and can hope and we're just so thankful. So um, continue to pray that we would trust the Lord, um, that we would keep... Um, dreaming big, we serve a big God, and that he would make his name great there through um, in our family, um, in the church, at the Bible Center, and at the baby home, um, in all those ways. Um, but thank you, ladies. I know that you pray regularly, and we're so thankful. I don't know if there's any questions. Yes, Dolores. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I think so. I miss them to say goodbye tomorrow. Oh, thank you. Hmm. Yeah, thank the Lord. Yeah, we miss them a lot. But homeschool... Um, well, I always had some at home homeschool and some went to school, and we kind of just did some different things each year. What we saw was best for each child. They're so different. But um, July of 2017, Josh and I decided when the papers came home, we aren't going to register the kids for school. Now Levi's going to be five, no more babies. I graduated with a teaching degree. I love to teach. Let's just bring all the kids home. We're going to homeschool everybody. And we had this little outbuilding on our outside of our house that we turned into a homeschool room, a little schoolhouse. And um, schools closed on December 6th, 2018. Is that right? 2017, sorry. And then December 7th, I got the call that I had stage three breast cancer. We were like, oh. So we tried to call the school office right away because it was just the day after school closed to just be like, just for the first semester, our kids need to come back to school. But there was no, once the schools close, the schools close. And they closed on December 6th at 10 a.m. And there was nobody in the office. So um, we used a Becca Academy. And they were able, so we did some switching because they were able to do some online classes, have teachers teach them, and I could check their work. And then McKenna stayed home longer than she had planned and helped teach Levi and Kennedy. And we had two ladies from our church that would come and teach on the weeks that I had chemo. Yeah, so it really, the beginning of the year, so the, my first round of chemo was the hardest, the first three months. And then after that, it really, the, second chemo treatment wasn't so bad I was able to to be there out there with the kids so you know thankful I did as well yes I I have six from my Six from my tummy and three from others, but all mine from the Lord, yes. <laughs> Nine, yes. So, yeah. Yes, and they have a summer break. So school right now, it started this week. It's a, That's a little bit early. Usually 
I would have thought it would start next week, but they started this week. It's the new year. Everyone moved to their next grade. So I fly home tomorrow, literally, with 150 pounds of school books, <laughs> because on Monday we're starting school. <laughs> and I had to uh, pack it all and bring it back with me. But we start, and we usually end the last week of November. And uh, then it's hot summer there, December, January, so summer break. Yeah, yeah. I have, um, so Levi's my youngest, he's six, so grade one and grade three, grade five and grade six and grade eight and grade ten, and Cambria is finishing grade 12, but she's here now to work until she starts university in August. She just has a couple classes, so I have six there that I'm homeschooling. McKenna and Cambria are here, and then our Muzi um, goes to like a life skills play school that the bus picks him up, and which he loves so much, and that is really such a blessing that there's a place for him to have school. Yeah. Yeah, we tried to right away try to talk about everything together as a family. Um, the losing hair was really emotional for the kids, so the, but the, I tried to always wear something. But the first time I came up with the scarf, Levi was like at my door. I didn't know he was like at my door. I opened the door, and he's like, where's your hair? And I was holding a bag because I didn't want to leave my hair in the trash can and freak out Josh. And um, I was like, oh, it's in the bag, honey. Remember we talked about the medicine to make mommy's hair fall, but it's going to come back. And he just wrapped his arms around my leg, and he was like, my mommy, my mommy, my. So we were like, whoa, it's very emotional. And the girls, so the initial emotional, but then it just kind of became, yeah, God's grace is a real thing. It's not like, uh, yeah, we talk about it. It just felt like so many of those truths from our head went uh, to our heart. Like, like a real thing. I can't explain it apart from God's grace that we had that joy. And um, Josh's parents stay with us. And I think we've uh, shared that before, but Josh's dad, such a tender heart. Whenever he saw me, he would hug me and start to cry. And whenever he saw Josh, he would give him money. So we were like, it <laughs> 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 was a really a good setup. <laughs> so uh, the Lord provides in lots of different ways. <laughs> so what we did, we talked about it and our kids knew they could always come and talk to me and a lot of them journaled. A lot of my kids journaled through it, and that's fun to read now, to read how they were thinking and what they were thinking. So, yeah, thankful. Well, now we know, for all of you who support Dr. Wayne, it was technically going to, to Josh, but it stayed in the family, so that's all that counts, and it's all to ministry. <laughs> Well, Marta, we can't begin to thank you enough. And just your testimony, Lord's grace, in countless ways, and the way that he's using you guys is such an encouragement, such a blessing to us. And I know that we all have many more questions. So if you want to grab Marta afterwards, you can ask her a few more, because we just kind of touched the surface of how the Lord is working and has used them. So let's go to prayer now, and let's thank the Lord for the max. Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so humbled to hear just testimony after testimony of your faithfulness, God, of your greatness, of the majesty of your glory that you show us just in pieces, Lord. 
Father, we're so thankful that you teach us and you grow us in baby steps, Father, and give us just what we can handle. And we're so thankful for the way that you have used Marta, Lord, and Josh. We're so thankful for the way you continue to provide and protect them and for all of the children, Lord. And it's just a joy to hear of how you are using them because of their trust and their faith in you, Lord. God, we thank you so much for their church, for Living Hope, and what a testimony it is to Pretoria, to the people that they are involved with and the many people you bring their way. Father, please continue to strengthen their church body. Please continue to grow them in unity in the sake of the gospel, Lord, in love for their Savior. Continue to grow each of them in their abilities to disciple, to encourage, to evangelize the lost, Lord. Father, we pray for the training that Josh is able to do with the men. Um, Father, as they reach their lay people and as they reach people from across the city and who come all over, Father, as Josh has helped raise up leaders and these leaders can help him teach, Lord, that is such a model, Lord, of how you have given the church to function. And we're so thankful that they have the very real opportunity to do that and for the desire and the hunger And we do pray that you continue to give him grace as he leads that, Father. We pray that you would give each of the attendees, Lord, the 70 now, Father, who are starting, give them a hunger and a desire for their Savior first, Lord, and for your word. And may you grow them and make them, Lord, a group of soldiers for Christ. Father, we thank you so much for the baby homes. Father, it's such amazing to hear, again, just of all the babies who need homes, Lord, and we're thankful that Josh and Marta can have such a real part in making that connection, and we know that so many of the families from their church, Lord, become those babies' families and become living examples of Christ to them, and we pray that you continue to bless them, and even as they open the second home, Lord, we're so thankful for these opportunities, and pray that you would Bring all the details into place for the building, for the location, for the finances, for the workers, Lord, who will care for the babies and for the families, of course, for those babies, Lord. And Father, we thank you so much for Josh and Marta and for their family, their ministry at home. We do pray for McKenna as she's studying now. We pray that you continue to grow her and make her a faithful testimony of Christ. We thank you so much for Cambria and her joy to come here, Lord, and prepare for university while she works. And We pray, Father, for the rest of the children back home, and we know that they miss their sisters, Lord, but that they are um, so thankful, Father, to be in South Africa, to serve you, Lord. And as they learn and grow, Father, we do pray that you would make um, you, Lord, the center of their hearts, that you would grow each of them to love you with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And Father, we thank you so much for the time that we've been able to have with Marta, and we pray that you'd continue to uphold both Josh and Marta to be above reproach, Lord, to be humble servants of Christ. Give them the wisdom and the grace, Father, to continue to minister in ways that they could never imagine. In your son's name, amen.